Hello and welcome to the Australian Defence Force AIS WNBL Basketball Program. It's a night about emotion. Craig Ravel joining you along with Michelle Hocking from the... Well, from the Capitals Radio Network normally, but uh, we've had a, a little bit of a role reversal. And, Michelle, it's great to have you here. Thanks. It's good to be at an AIS game. I get out and see them when I can, but um, haven't had the opportunity to call too many this season, so I'm looking forward to this one. One thing's for sure, nine of these girls leaving the program after this afternoon's game. I was speaking to Rebecca Schatz, who, of course, has had back troubles, won't be playing tonight either, and they... Uh, and she was telling me she leaves tomorrow. She has got a dad and brother down here and they've got the ute packed and she is out the <laughs> door tomorrow. To so it is an emotional time for this AILS unit. And think too, for the likes of Dean Kinsman and Nicole Island, who came into this program three years ago with a lot of these girls. This is the first time they've gone through such a big changeover whilst they've been in charge. Well, that's right. And I guess it's something like previous coach Phil Brown would have been accustomed to. He had many years here where he would turn groups through for three-year programs. But this is Dean's first shot at it. So, um, yeah, night of emotion for him, definitely. And it looks like they're going to get the uh, AIS to do this thing. Um, well, they're uh, just announcing now the girls that who are leaving. But... Um, it is going to be an uh, emotional night. Rebecca Schatz coming out to join her graduating class. And, uh, well, there's a big, a big cheer squad. And that, of course, is the nine girls who are coming into the program. The national anthem, so we'll hear from the coaches first. Dale Waters. Well, Dale, a big weekend for the Dandenong Rangers. Final time only around the corner. And obviously with the Caps tomorrow, yep. the AS is a great warm-up. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a very, very good warm-up. I mean, they're an outstanding young group. Dean's done a great job with them over the last three years and that. And, uh, you know, for some of them, this is their last game night too. So they'll be coming out with a point, point, point to prove, so it won't be easy for us. So. It is a team that matches up quite interestingly against yours because they can play four tall or they can play four short yeah. just on a one rotation from the bench. Yeah, look, yeah, they've certainly got, got some depth and they add different dimensions towards their game and stuff and that. So, you know, they'll certainly cause us some mis mismatch problems and that. But, uh, you know, we've beaten them twice this, this season, so should we, we should get some confidence uh, through that. But, you know, obviously different, different playing them at home on their own home court. Go out tonight for the win. Do you leave any petrol in the tank for tomorrow night? Oh look, you know, I think I think you always play play to win every every game, and hopefully, like in in this 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 one night, we can take take care of the win. And look, we really don't really have to worry too much about the result tomorrow. Then, but you know, if we lose tonight, then obviously we've got to back up tomorrow. Night. So, I guess that's kind of assessment we'll make during the course of the game. So, all the best for tonight. Thanks, mate. Well, Nicole, last game for this group of girls, and last game for the season, of course. Mixed emotions when you you go through waving off so many of them. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, we're really proud of their efforts so far this year. It'd be great to cap it off with a win tonight. And, um, you know, they deserve it. They've, they've come a long way and, you know, we do have mixed emotions. It'll be emotional after the game, I'm sure. Dean spoke last week about how he wanted to try and give the girls that have been here for the, the three years since uh, both of you have been coaching the AIS uh, a good run tonight to say goodbye. And I would imagine the plan's similar tonight. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they've earned that court time too. Um, they've been playing really well together and the senior girls, I mean, they've got so much experience now after the Worlds 
And yeah, they will be looking to get most of the court time. However, we will try and get Lizzie Cambridge in there because she's got such a huge height advantage. But we'll see what happens. See how the rotations go. Danny Nong will be able to match up with a lot of your combinations tonight extremely well. And uh, with Caitlin Ryan and uh, oh, Larissa Anderson, uh, they're you know, two dominant players. Shelley Hammond's coming back from those terrible injuries. Uh, are going to keep you thinking all night. Definitely. Um, the two we really want to stop is Caitlin Ryan's outside shooting. She she had 26 against us last time, and Larissa Kavanagh is such a fighter. She knows how to score from everywhere. So if we can limit those two to under 10 points, we'll be looking good, but it'll be a challenge. All the best. Thank you. So as you could tell, a very emotional time for Nicole Island. Rebecca Dick, the scholarship coach, of course. I'm not sure of her future. We will have to have a chat to her after the game. And, uh, well, of course, Dean Kinsman will be coming on in strength. But this year would have given him a, a, an enormous amount of confidence after the, his first year in, and then more particularly his second year uh, with the AIS program. This third year has really shown his abilities at this level. The World Championships and, uh, of course, just before this season, showing what he can do with these youngsters and how he was developing them up to the very highest level. Well, that's right, and I think it's it's probably one of the most challenging games, uh, sorry, jobs in Australian women's basketball, uh, but one of the most rewarding at the same time. You know, you come out here with these incredibly talented group of kids and, and watch them develop and, and grow as basketballers and people as well. You know, they're on a very steep learning curve in terms of their basketball, but also as individuals, um, you know, living away from home and adjusting to all those kinds of pressure, having to balance their schoolwork or some of them are actually in paid employment um, with their basketball commitments as well. So it's, it's um, you know, it's a really tough job and I think Dean has really grown into the role and he's, um, he certainly has seen the rewards for all his hard work and some of these girls have just, been, from the time that they first stepped on the floor three years ago, some of them, the improvement that they've made has just been absolutely phenomenal. It is indeed. Dandenong with two games left in their season sit on 11 and 11. Breathing down their necks is the Townsville Fire on 10 and 13. Playing Sydney, mm, big game. Peter Buckle has got a big job. One, to get his team into finals, and two, to also help the uh, Canberra Transact Capitals make it to that uh, major semi-final. I like to call it a preliminary final because the winner of that goes straight into the grand final. But, uh, well, Sydney Uni up there. The thing is, Dandenong, with that extra game in hand, well, if they lose tonight... They could come back tomorrow night. They've had a, a good season and they have a chance with the Capitals. Obviously, they want to wrap it up and secure fourth spot tonight. Absolutely, and that would be what their aim would be is to, you know, it's one game at a time, get the win tonight, wrap up fourth spot. But we've seen this AIS team come out and really just be giant killers throughout the season. They've had some fantastic games where they've just really, you know, they've all hit the floor and, and played to their full potential. So, um, you know, you can't, they might be sitting, I think they're sitting second bottom on, on the ladder, but, you know, they've come out and they've really taken it to some um, some of the, well, the top four teams. And they could get as high as uh, uh, third last with a win tonight That's because right. they would have the split over Christchurch. Absolutely. The teams are in the centre and we're about set to get this, and well, 
Round 19 of the WNBL underway. It will be Tolo and Hammonds in the centre to duke it out. Tolo, Hunk, Esri, Newley, Francis, the five for the AIS. And it's Hammonds, Ryan. Tolo gets the tap down. Francis gets it back to Nicole Hunt. It's also out there, Flanagan doing some defensive work. Newly bounce pass to Hunt. Flanagan watching Hunt. This one is, well... Almost uh, your first touch oh, for the game, Well, great. I had my first touch of the year in warm-up when the ball got away <laughs> from the AS girls. It's not bad, round 19, to have your first <laughs> touch. Wasn't in a game, though, as you said. And the AS turn it over. Still nil all here as we're in the first minute. Hammond's backing into the key on Francis. Oh, a lot of... Very physical work there. Gets the pass away and Tolo's going to be called for a very soft foul. It's actually being no. called as a three-second violation on Michelle Brogan there. Brogan, a big inclusion to this stand in the oh, range yeah. of this year, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I mean, she's just a class act and uh, she's certainly, from what I've seen on the stat sheet, been doing a pretty good job for him. As Hunt works around the arc, looking for, to uh, we're looking for Francis, who uh, was cutting baseline, but Tolo decided to carry it all the way herself. Her two-handed put-in, she needed to dunk that one to get that one to work. She tried to roll it in off the fingertips. It didn't work. And Dandenong are back down the other end. Over the top, Tolo reaches in and gets the steal. The inbound pass from Ryan was looking to go towards Hammonds. It was cut off well, and Tolo redeems herself immediately. It's quite slow, the pace tonight, the start of the game, isn't it? Oh, Tolo gets herself basket side, just muscle broken out. Brogan was behind her, but as the ball came in, she was able to take that step back and move Brogan out of play, AIS, to a two-point lead. Yeah, great use of the body there on Brogan. She's so experienced, so to be able to do that to Brogan, that's quite a good uh, outcome. Going across from McInerney as it goes inside to Brogan. Great 12-foot jump shot from the left-hand side. Yeah, just straight turn around, square up, bang. As AIS looked to set up now back in the front court. Francis has it on the arc. And Francis drives down the left lane. Oh, she, la she lays it up to herself in the end. And uh, Francis just needs to find a range. She was out of sorts last week. She'll want to finish on a big note. She's been a big part of the AIS for the three years she's been in the program. This time, ball hits from Flanagan inside to Hammonds. Hammonds under the basket draws the foul out of the AIS. And in fact, it was Mariana Tolo who has the first foul yeah. recorded against her. That was just, you know, Dandenong pushing the ball down the floor quickly in transition and then getting Hammonds, who runs the floor very well for a big girl just in some open space and Tolo caught behind and uh, bang, she'll go the line. Hammonds makes the first. It wasn't pretty. The second one is uh, all net, though, so she learned from the first one. They all count on the scoreboard, don't they? They do, <laughs> and we've only got six points here in the first two minutes of game time. Certainly not the phonetic starts we've been having over the last few weeks. That's right. Newley, with the ball on the right-hand side, goes away, takes on McInerney, and does it well. Just got, once again, McInerney away from her in the basket and she was able to lay it in for all. Very strong drive to the basket there. Oh, Tolo's oh. been called for a second, I think we'll find. Yeah, that's going to mean Francis is going to have to rotate on to Brogan now, yeah. meaning that Martin will come in and I think that means Martin's going to, well, Martin's going to take Brogan. So uh, ball in from the baseline. That would be an interesting decision. Inbound ball, McInerney gets it off to Ryan outside the arc. You heard they're going to concentrate on her outside game. Goes through Hammonds, then to Flanagan. Right side is now McInerney. McInerney takes on Newley. Newley puts a hand in there, and McInerney way too experienced to fall for that one. And she will go to the line as uh, she was just trying to reach up. I don't know that she would have ever been able to make the shot, but uh, she was mm. certainly 
getting into that reach. Now, here's a concern for the AIS. Two and a half minutes into the game and they've got three team fouls racked up already and Dandenong will just continue to exploit that and look to, you know, get some good ball reversal and open up the penetration for themselves to the bucket or look to just feed it inside to both Hammonds and Brogan. So uh, AIS might have to make some quick adjustments there defensively. Yes, McInerney nails both from the free throw line and we're out to a six point to four ball game with Dandenong taking the lead. Hunt brings it down. She cuts from the centre to the right hand side then goes back to Francis who goes left side Tesri, Esri back to Francis, then off to Hunt. They're working around the perimeter. Try to go back to Francis. Francis has to chase it. She jacks up a shot. It hits the iron. Martin can't chase it down. Brogan takes the rebound and Flanagan carries it down the floor. Kicks it baseline. Gives it to Hammond. Martin watching her. Passes over the top to Brogan and that's going to draw a foul out of Kayla Francis. Yeah, Shelley Hammonds, a couple of occasions, there was that three-second violation called earlier in the piece um, on Brogan, but she's got very good vision out of the post, and as she draws the second defensive player and, and the D collapses on her, she's finding Brogan open under the basket. So, um, you know, AIS will have to be a little bit smarter. They might have to collapse their perimeter guards in on it rather than uh, have the help come from the weak side. It is uh, certainly an interesting situation, and now it's four team fouls for... The AIS. So, shot up in the air. Brogan makes one from two. It's tapped away. Comes back. Flanagan chases it down. Gives it off to McInerney now. McInerney back to Flanagan. Flanagan, oh, tapped away by Hunt, but Ryan's back there to get the deflection. Ryan then drives to the top of the key. Dumps over to Flanagan. Flanagan gets to Brogan, but it bounces off Brogan's hands and, uh, and Newley is able to come up with it. Mayor Newley joined us here last week. And is fit and able to play after turning her ankle, so that's good signs for the youngster. Goes down baseline now, newly drives baseline, but Hammonds reaching over the top just slaps it away. Yeah, Shelley Hammonds is one of those players who's got really good timing. She's got not an exceptionally long reach, but she has got a bit of a wingspan, but she can uh, seem to time that very well. Inbound to Esri. Esri projects up the shot when they were down on the count on the clock. And it rattles out. McInerney gives it to Flanagan, who goes straight down the left ring. Back to the centre. Hammonds. And, oh, Francis has been called for another very soft foul. Brogan drawing it out of her. And that is a disaster for the AAS and a huge win for the Dandenong Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think that Brogan's just playing so smart in there. She's just getting great position inside and uh, getting good seals. And Dandenong is smart enough to reverse the ball and get the angle so that they can make the clean feed to her. And, you know, Francis was just caught out there simply holding to try and uh, you know slow down her her in the paint. Stephanie coming a former Dandenong Ranger going to come into the side here for the AAS my correction Francis was only her first personal foul it was Martin that got the other one in close okay. but nine points so Brogan making the two as Hunt gets a big bump that time from Flanagan we've seen that sort of solid contact go uncalled throughout this game so far and now it has been... They're warmed up now, Craig. Yeah, well, Dean, three Kins quarter minutes into Dean it, Kinsman is warming up as well. <laughs> Having a chat. Uh, that's Travis, isn't it? That is Travis, yeah. yeah Travis. Travis Haslam. Inbound ball goes to Hunt. Then around the arc it was worked to coming eventually. Oh, McInerney getting a hand in there. So Martin can't get the ball. Tap back to... Uh, Stephanie Cumming goes across to Hunt again. Newley's in the paint. McInerney's not letting it get a shot outside to Cumming. Tried to rattle it off the backboard and it was all Dandenong down back after they pushed the shot up in the dying seconds of the shot clock. Ryan Brogan right side now. McInerney 
cross court to Ryan who jacks a three. It was a give and go. Brogan tries to save it. She does, but throws it to Newley. Newley on the break now. McInerney's got back. She pulls up as Flanagan comes to her. Goes down. Martin now. Big three-point attempt is rattled off the iron. Brogan and Cummings going after it. And it will be an AIS last touch. And it will see Dandenong get the ball. 9-4 here with 5 minutes 31. And the AIS already with five team fouls, meaning that they cannot afford to send Dandenong to the line too many times tonight. Right, and Rachel Flanagan's taking a rest. Oh, and Cummings has been called yep, for a bonnie check as subbing into the game is... Uh, Chantella Pereira. Pereira. And Pereira automatically, just instantly called for a foul. She is a slip of a girl. Very skinny. <laughs> she is indeed. <laughs> Looks like an AIS first year recruit <laughs> there. But, uh, yeah, look, and the AIS really needed to need to talk about this. That's their fifth. Well, they're in the bonus now, so every time they do that, you know, Danny Long's going to walk to the other end of the floor. And, you know, Danny Long have made nine for the game. I would think that they're probably about six of those from be, would be from the line. They've uh, certainly gone there an awful lot early on in this this quarter. So, you know, they'll have to make some adjustments defensively, the AIS. And they look to me just a little bit sluggish, Craig. They don't seem like to have that sort of level of um, uh, enthusiasm and speed around the court that we normally expect from the AIS. Shooting percentage at the moment, AIS have had two points from nine attempts. No, sorry, two shots from, go in from nine attempts. That's their four points right there. Then you have one from two from the field. They, Dandenong Rangers, are shooting 50% from the field, yet they're seven Seven from from eight eight here in the the opening five minutes. That's right. If this keeps up, you're looking at uh, 16 fouls a quarter. (laughs) That doesn't leave too many. Foul shots a quarter. That's right. So it's eight, yeah. (laughs) And an awful lot of fouls racked up, which doesn't leave too many players out on the floor. At the line is Pereira. And this is the first. This is her first season in the league. I I can't recall her in the league before. No, first season with Dandenong. Second shot is all net. And they're out to a six-point lead. Ten points to four. AIS in the hole early in this game. Foul count on Tolo has her sitting down at two fouls, if you're just joining us. Newly. Pulls up at the free throw line. Again, it's off the iron. The A's looking lethargic. I said it was going to be an emotional game, and that is perhaps getting to them in these first early minutes. Brogan in the paint takes on Francis. And Francis, she had her hands out there, but absolutely nothing that uh, Francis could do there. She just got into the cylinder, and Brogan said, All right, I'll let you, I'll hit my hands into your hands. That's right. You'll foul me and I'll go to the foul line and we'll score another two from there. So, you know, Brogan's really hurting them at the moment. I don't know how many she has personally, but um, in, on the scoreboard that she's got five. Yeah, but even when she hasn't, you know, isn't the player receiving the ball under the plate, she's just creating so much room for the rest of them by just being such a presence of, offensively. Well, Michelle Brogan now has six because she makes the first. The second is all net as well. So, 12 points to four, five minutes left to go in the first term. And the AAS really have to work hard here 
and keep it clean because they are letting the opposition get away with them without even having a look at the basket. Cutting out a Martin on the baseline. She backs out to Francis. Francis goes around Brogan, jacks up a three, rattles off the iron. And Anderson, who checks into the game after that last stoppage, has got the rebound. Then it goes to Pereira. Pereira to Brogan. Brogan, Anderson just cutting. Just split the needle that time. Absolutely, a nice feed from Brogan. Defensively, uh, Dandenong have put a little bit more pressure on in the backcourt now, but the good signs from the AIS is that they're much more active offensively. They're getting ball through hands and some good cut action. Hunt takes it to the basket, does the rebounding tap away, gets it to Newley. Martin's coming, then back to Martin, then gives to Francis. Francis then coming, trying to cut baseline, but has plenty of attention from Caitlin Ryan. Hunt drops the ball behind her. Roll off, going to Francis. Francis takes on Ryan and she's called for the charge. The charge, that would be her... She's got a few now, hasn't she, Craig? Well, she's got three now. I think. And it's a sub. It's going to see Michelle down... Uh, not Michelle. It is uh, <laughs> young Downey, Alison Downey, to come out. Brogan and also... McInerney taking a break as Francis is forced to as well. And three fouls in the first quarter. That is uh, Kayla Francis, year one at AIS, not year three. <laughs> That's right. Herrera, she gets herself free away from Martin. The defence goes to pieces here for the AIS. Anderson goes left side to Ryan, goes back to Pereira. Pereira gets it to Hammonds. Hammonds dumps off to Anderson for three. All net from the baseline. She stepped on, touched the ball twice, got a layup and made a three-point shot. She's... Uh, come out ready to play tonight, hasn't she? She has indeed. As Brogan with seven points, leading scorer on the floor, but with five, with six points now is Larissa... Uh, no, it's not. It's um, five points now for Anderson. Cambridge comes out, and I guess that's where the AS do have some height, and Cambridge, who uh, was a Dandenong Ranger at the beginning of this season, is in playing against her old side, as Kennedy and Gaze look to come in. Gaze is going to come in for the shooter in Martin. Hunt sits down. And uh, Gaze waiting. Just taking some jewellery off that she's uh, missed. Martin makes the first. As the AS try to come back. Second is all net. And Kate Gaze will come in. 17 to 6 now. The AIS trailing by 11. Yeah, look, and the AIS has switched into a zone defensively here. They needed to change it up. Ryan goes left side to Downey. Back to Ryan. Ryan for three. They rolled off Ryan. She shot to the left. And Cambridge comes down with the rebound. Almost took off there as she was trying to pass, getting herself into a travel jackpot. Gave it to Kennedy. Kennedy worked hard to get into the front court. Newly now goes back to Cambridge. Again, Hammonds had hands on the ball as it went to her. Gaze jacks up a three. It's off the iron. But working well behind was Langford. Langford gets the rebound but couldn't put up the hook shot to land. And Ryan will carry it straight down the floor. Goes left side to Pereira. Back to Ryan. Ryan tries to drive in. Then dumps off to Downey. Newly jets inside on the pass on Hammonds. And whistle on the play as the ball goes over the baseline. It'll be a Danian on ball. This zone of the AS have to be really active because they've got some great perimeter players in Anderson uh, and uh, Ryan and shooters. Hammonds can step inside and outside as well. Ryan goes over the top to Hammonds, back outside to Anderson, and Anderson nails her second three-pointer. Yeah, and 100% from the field, I think she would be. Yes. 
and she's taken out of the five shots that Dandenong's put up, she's taken three of them. Over the top, Langford tried to put that spinning pass up, expecting Elizabeth Cambridge to come roll towards the basket, but Cambridge just wasn't aware of the move. And the ball's over the baseline. AIS turn it over again. Dandenong are on a mission. There's no doubt about that. AIS, as I said before, looked like a bit of emotion has crept in. Two minutes left to go on the first term. It's 20 to 6. Hammonds gets the dump off from Anderson and then carries it into the... Well, carries it into the paint. I thought Kennedy had the concrete set, but no, she's been called for moving in to the space of Hammonds, who was on a roll. So Hammonds will go to the line to shoot another two. Kennedy gets her first personal foul. An interesting call, Michelle. Yeah. I'm not sure. I really couldn't see We're from here. We're a long here. way away. We are a long way away. But my Crowd didn't like it. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Hammonds makes another two. That is 12 points for the line for the Dandenong Rangers in this first quarter and it's still got a minute and a quarter and two and three quarters to go. This time Langford dump over to Cambridge and Cambridge breaks the drought and will get two points for the AAS. 22-8, a minute 38. Down the other end, Pereira's called for a travel as she was in the paint. Anderson seems to be relishing this role as a, an assistant coach, a playing Same assistant coach, coach yeah. yeah. Is really uh, in, and probably enjoyed the uh, pressure coming off her from being uh, on the court right from the start as That's well. That's right, moving out of the starting group and coming off the bench. Langford drives in, dumps off, and again the pass just a little bit too hot for Cambridge, who is uh, getting a bit frustrated there. Yeah, but as good... Flanagan comes in for Pereira. She's certainly finding the space in the paint, um, but just a little slow to react to, to things, but, you know, that will come with time and experience. Left side going to Downey. Downey bounce past her Anderson. Right side, Ryan, then gives it off to Hammonds. Hammonds lobs over the top to Anderson, who takes it up at the right elbow. She goes down the lane. Hammonds cutting into the paint. Cambridge cleans up when it doesn't roll in. Kennedy carries it straight down the centre. Open, Langford going for three. Cambridge gets the shot ah, back up in the air, but uh, it doesn't drop. She is fouled. I think the foul will go on Flanagan reaching in from behind. It will be Flanagan. Right, and that was good penetration from Jamie Kennedy. She really had the defence on the back foot, you know, and uh, kept going at him and should down she, the lane. She went all, all the way. Should she have dumped off the gaze open for the three? Oh, well, you know, I mean, she had the open lane and, uh, and she also had me a layup down any... there for a absolutely, rebound too. Absolutely. So it wasn't as she was, uh, you know, uh, Robinson Crusoe in the paint at the time. Exactly. And, you know, she knew... Um, you know, the fact that she was out on the three-point line actually opened up some of that space for her to be able to penetrate to the basket and give him a layup any time over a three-pointer. AA's going to go to full-court pressure here as Pereira's got some toe on her. Kennedy has to work hard to stay with her as she brings it into the front court. Downey, Pereira runs round. Anderson uh, gets fallen into by Kennedy that time. Pereira gets it back, takes on Kennedy, drives baseline, and Cambridge is going to get her first personal foul. Yeah, Pereira just a nice little uh, hesitation dribble there and got Kennedy to stand up and blew straight past her. Tell you what, that foul count is scary. And I think there's only been one wrong, obviously wrong call for mine. So, you know, we're talking about 10 fouls now. Mm. 
then Nonga just doing a great job at taking the ball to the basket against them and, and really, um, you know, using their inside guys um, effectively and, and creating space and reversing angles to get the inside feed. Pereira makes both from the stripe and the charity goes out to 14 points now here. It's 24 to 9 as the AIS have to lift considerably to, if they're going to hope a victory here tonight. Long range bomb, three point attempt from Kennedy. Rattles out, down, he takes the rebound, gives it to Pereira. We're into the last 24 seconds. Cambridge slaps it over the baseline. It was going inbound to Hammonds, and I think Hammonds might have got the last Must touch have got on it. To it. Of course, the AAS have the ball back. So they've got the last 24 seconds of the quarter. Gaze will be looking to try and fire up this AAS side. She backs away from the arc, then goes to Langford, top of the key. Gives it off to Kennedy, sets the screen for Kennedy. Cambridge, she had to wait an eternity for the ball to get to her and then turn no one between her and the basket, and it's 24-11. Pereira shucks up a prayer and hits the iron. There's a big sky hook with a big leap before it. Yeah. And at quarter time, it's 24-11, the AAS trailing the Dandenong Rangers. Yeah, and uh, look, I think Cambridge is doing a good job. When she's actually receiving the ball in the paint, she's doing a great job of finishing it off. She's being quite strong, showing some poise and patience in there and, and really giving, getting a good look at the bucket. So um, that, that's a positive sign to see. I mean, she's you know just come into the program, so going forward, she's got some great size on her and mm -hmm. I, I think there'll be some really good things to and come from her. she's already got a lot of body strength too. Oh, yeah. Because like, I remember like the, the likes of Gabby Richards and the likes of, uh, well, either Laura Subberton, she's still not a huge girl, but now she's got that body tone that and, strength, and yeah. strength now. But it, Elizabeth Cambridge has come into the program with a lot of body strength to start off. And even Holly Grimer, she took those few years to get that body strength. But then, by year three, she was very, very imposing. That's right. So, you know, there's some positive things to, to see coming this way. So, uh, look, thank you. Um, I, I just think Dandenong are just showing their experience here and I think you're right. I think the ARS, AIS is suffering a little bit from the emotion of the last game for nine of their players and uh, it's a big night for them, a very big night for them and, um, you know, it's, hopefully they'll come out in the last three quarters and show just how much they've actually progressed over the time that they've been here because they really are... Um, a good unit now. You know, they have their moments because they are young, but they are generally a very good unit to watch play. I'll go through the scorers as you look at some of the other stats, and it's uh, Larissa Anderson with eight points leading scorer on the floor. Then it's Brogan with seven, Hammonds with four. For the AIS, their leading scorer is Elizabeth Cambage with five points. Shooting at 50%, the Dandenong Rangers, 22% still for the AIS. None from six outside the arc, two from five for Dandenong outside. Uh, and just looking through the stats here, everything is in fact fairly even. The most telling uh, stat is the, the foul situation, 10, 10 to, to three. 3, and you know, resulting in the Rangers going 14 from 16 from the line in the first quarter, you know. There's your game. <laughs> it is right there. It's a 13-point lead to Dandenong as we get started in the second term. Inbound ball to Pereira from Ryan. Then it goes off to McInerney, back to Ryan. It's Brogan and Hammonds. Hammonds in the paint, receives it. Oh, that was a travel. And it's been called as such. She just uh, took a half step. As you look, Townsville and Sydney yet to start, so we'll bring you that game soon as is Bendigo and the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. But we will have coverage of those other scores throughout 
this afternoon's action. Hunt rolls off, gives it to Tolo. Tolo on Newley. She was by herself in the paint. She eventually fade away Jay. McInerney comes up with the rebound. Yeah, they're just not knocking down shots they would normally make tonight, are they? Oh, good hand, almost uh, caused a turnover there. Ryan. Ryan goes to Brogan, then on the right side to McInerney. As it's still just working around eight seconds on the shot clock. McInerney's outside the arc. Pereira on the right-hand side as a cross-court pass goes all the way. Pereira jacks up a prayer and Cambridge does the rebounding. Got a defence from the AIS to get standing on to have to, you know, get down to the last five seconds of the shot clock there. It's Tolo over the top, goes to Francis. Francis, this time McInerney reaches in on her, but it'll only be from the baseline. That's right. She knew she made that one. The hand was straight up, acknowledging that she'd fouled. There no score of fire and flames, but we've got all the scores up there for when they do get underway. Francis gets the inbound ball. Newly fake the three. Tolo has Brogan reaching in on her. So at the moment... Things just going a bit better. The girls have had that time to settle, sitting down watching seven minutes of the game. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and they've uh, been able to come back a lot more disciplined. Newly looking to inbound it. Francis is wrestling there. Cambridge Tolo goes long to Hunt. Goes to Cambridge now. Oh, that was a high ball. Bounced past Cambridge, just couldn't get it away. She was triple team. It's Pereira. She'll go coast to coast. Oh, no, she won't. Hunt this time does have the concrete set and she was run into quite hard. Yeah, look, and I mean, she was there for an eternity, but Pereira was sort of, I'm just going to the bucket here. So good to see someone coming in and, and looking to go aggressively to the basket, but there are times when you need to just pull out of it. Francis, oh, she got the ball to ground, but McInerney fell off her, and that gave Francis time to get her first two points for the game. Minor rally by the AS, it's 24 to 13, so 11 points of difference as McInerney gets it outside. Still in a zone, the AS. McInerney, oh, her pass was just out of the reach for Caitlin Ryan. Great yeah, crowding too. It is a good crowd and, uh, you know, the AIS defence has just disrupted Dandenong a little bit offensively. So a bit more pressure, a bit more active and uh, it's creating some opportunities for them. McInerney just forcing. You can tell the experience of one of the best defensive players oh, yes. in the WNBL. She was just pushing her back and uh, did it with an arm bar and a hand in the face. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Now you win the Robin Maher Award as many times as she has. There's a reason for it, isn't Brogan there? in the paint, bounces it out, then goes to Pereira. Pereira back to McInerney. McInerney over the top. Oh, Hammond job. dumps down to Brogan, and Brogan will find a way. And that's the other thing. Dan and Ong are prepared to go through set after set, hand after hand, to make sure they run the full set yeah, out. Yeah, that's exactly right. They get good ball movement, they get inside-outside penetration and they find the open player. Shelley Hammonds has got good vision in there. Hunt gets it inside to Tolo. Tolo banks it in off the glass. Tolo out of position but still managed to get the shot up. 26-15, so it's still 11 points as Ryan brings it down the floor. Hammonds down on the right side. Over the top, Brogan in the paint. Cambridge, oh, block from behind is good. And that will give Francis the chance to bring it down. Francis pulls up as Ryan goes after her. Hits it to Tolo on the right wing. Hunt pulls it back to the 45. Hunt looking around now. 14 seconds left. They go to Tolo in the paint. Tolo tries the same thing again. Oh, she crashes into Cambridge. And Cambridge hits the ground. It's a tra travel down the other end, and it's oh. Pereira dumps back to Hammond. Brogan gets mugged, and Tolo's got a third. So after the AS looked a lot more settled, looks like Caitlin Rowe's going to sub in here for Tolo. 
Or if she wasn't coming in for... Well, she's coming in for Cambridge, actually. Yeah. We've got some subs. I think Danny and I will make a change to their lineup just to give themselves a bit more of um, a presence against this zone because they've struggled. Not struggled, but they just haven't looked comfortable against it. So we've got... Oh, Ryan's going out. Yep. And coming in will be uh, Todd Hunter. Another uh, Amelia Todd Hunter. Another of the uh, young guards that is coming into this standing on lineup this year. And Rachel Flanagan's hit the floor as well, so uh, Pereira's gone out as well. Yeah, Rowan Langford. Langford inbounds the ball to Hunt. Almost took Hunt's head off with that inbound <laughs> pass too, just quietly. Hunt goes left side to Francis. Francis goes back to Hunt on the 45 left side. Hunt tries to drive into the paint, then fades away for a three. Rattles off the iron Brogan and also Downey crash into each other. Flanagan gets the ball, pushes it left side to... Sorry, I said Downey. It's McInerney still. Right-hand side. I just went with the ponytail and went the wrong way. As they get it to Todd Hunter, into the paint is Hammond. Oh, Great yeah. work by Rowe, but Brogan was there to steal it back when it went loose. Flanagan carries it in, dumps outside, gives it to Todd Hunter, and, uh, well, I will say Nicole Hunt's very lucky there because that was a knee to the inner thigh <laughs> on Todd Hunter, and Todd Hunter got called for a travel. Yeah, uh, but, you know, good defensive effort to get them down to a position where they really were looking to have to jack up that last second shot. So, you know, picking up the defensive intensity there, IS, and it's, it is creating some opportunities for them, and they're just a little bit unreliable as to whether they capitalise on it or not. Newly now looking around, goes to Francis, back around to Hunt. Newly cuts baseline. Flanagan was watching her. That was exactly the right move. Change up on the cutters to try and get your mismatch where you have it. In the, in the medium height girls. Absolutely. Brogan goes outside, gives it to Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter hands off to McInerney. McInerney back across. Flanagan has to chase it down when she was looking open. The zone still giving opportunities outside. Todd Hunter tapped away the ball by Hunt. Newly going after it and Brogan has been called for a foul and she looks stunned. <laughs> Hasn't played in Canberra for a long time, is my reaction there. <laughs> that look on her face has just gone, I'm not oh, used to that. And then it's like, oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to remember, though? That's, That's the right. Question. And look, here's a reversal, isn't it? I think we've got the Dandenong uh, on 14 fouls now, and the AOS only have one. So Hunt drives down, takes on Flanagan. Oh, it's just rattles off. Esri, reverse back, look up, and Esri's going to be called for the... Grabbing foul on McInerney, who pulled in the rebound. You joned them, Michelle. I did. I did. Esri came in for Newley. I'll say Martin's also out there, and I didn't see who sat down as well. Tolo sat down as well for Martin. Todd Hunter looking. That's Todd Hunter, one word, too. I'm not saying two names there. Bounce pass down to Anderson, who's come into the game. Formerly Kavanagh, if you're wondering who we're talking about. <laughs> As Hunt gets the inbound ball off the turnover, it's still 11 points the AAS need to find. And if they can find a couple of fouls here, that could be the easy way to get back into it. Francis is outside the arc, hands off to Langford. There was no pace in Francis at all. And now the turnover when it went to Hunt and Danny on get the ball back. 28-17. 4 minutes 36. McInerney goes back to Brogan. Brogan, right side to Flanagan. Over the top, back to Brogan. Inside, out. Todd Hunter puts up a three-point attempt. It hits the front of the iron. Goes cleaned up by Langford, who hands off to Hunter, who brings down the right side. 
kicks it left side, gives it to Hunt. Esri's in the corner, she likes it there, and she nails the three. And the AIS get it down to a nine-point lead as the uh, ripcord's being pulled by Dale Walters, who says, we'll have a timeout here. Things aren't running like the well-oiled machine we had seen in the first term. Well, that's right. And I think it's interesting. The AS have been sitting in this zone effectively for all of this quarter and part of the last. And from my view of the floor here, I haven't seen uh, Danny Nong really put what I would call their zone-breaking team on the floor in that they haven't got a, a Ryan out there at the same time as an, as an Anderson, uh, probably a Hammonds, a Brogan, um, and maybe a Downey. You've got Downey, who's a good penetrator. You've got your big presence inside. You've got Anderson, who can go inside-outside. And we all know that Caitlin Ryan can knock him down from anywhere downtown. So it'll be interesting to see what group he puts out on, Dale puts out on the floor in, um, out of this timeout to try and break up that zone. Because at the moment, the groups that I've seen out there, and I've got to be fair, because I don't know much about... Um, uh, the, younger, the younger Pereira and, and Todd Hunter, but I'd be thinking, you know, when a team like the AIS start coming back at you and you're struggling to get what you need to offensively, that you you go to your, what you know in many ways and what you, what's got the experience. And I, I just haven't seen that. So it'd be interesting to see what he does out of this time out. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put the acid on you to see if you can speak to Graffy at halftime to get her thoughts on it. Okay. So... Uh, I'll, I'll give you a question without notice. <laughs> <laughs> I said it estimates on until Monday. Leave me alone. <laughs> As Danny Dong restarts the play here, what's that lineup like? It's a Flanagan, Anderson, Downey, McInerney, Hammonds lineup. As Anderson puts up a shot from the middle of the left lane, no call. As Hammonds crashed through, wrestled with Francis. So it goes back out to McInerney, Flanagan inside to Hammonds, outside to Flanagan, who takes the ball on, drives it down the left lane, puts up the shot from there, doesn't rattle in. And it will be Francis who cleans it up. Francis lob over the top to Hunt. Wanted to see some more cut flash action, probably at the top of the key more so than the bottom because they need to uh, really upset this defence. Downey gets a hand in, reaches in on the pass. Esri goes back, oh, but doesn't finish it off after putting the shot up there and getting the open look. Flanagan's going to beat a pass down. McInerney, Macca puts up the shot, rattles off the iron. Langford now starts to bring it back, kicks it forward. Esri, Esri, oh, oh dribbled it off a foot. Hunt, Hunt's there as Downey taps it to her. Hunt takes Great it on job. and Hunt finishes it off. Nice, strong penetration. Make that layup there. And the uh, AIS cheer squad starting to come into effect as they close it down to a six-point ball game with three minutes and four seconds left to go. Oh, Langford just gets a fist in on the inbound pass to Hammonds. Anderson was there. Anderson goes out to Flanagan. Back to Anderson. Back to Flanagan. Cutting baseline on the dribble. Then gives it off to, to uh, McInerney. Gives it back to Flanagan. Flanagan puts up the three. Francis will get the rebound. Gives it off to Hunt downtown. And the AAF pack to four. They're and doing this... a fantastic job and they're getting possession, you know, forcing the shots out of Dandenong and cleaning up on the glass. Hammonds so... for three. Rattles it in. Yeah. And uh, that's the problem with the zone is if Hammond sits back out there... Someone has to go to her. Well, that's right. You have to have an inside-outside game against the zone, and uh, Hammond brings that to the floor, as does Anderson. Esri takes it on at the elbow, backs it away to Francis. Francis goes for three, puts up an air ball. Hammond steps out before she I threw it in. She might have been pushed out there, but yes. not, not what was blown, so it doesn't really count. And Shelley's <laughs> going, Trevor, mate, I know it's been five years a... since I was here, Yeah. But come on. <laughs> Then again, she didn't get the calls when she was playing for the AAC. So <laughs> there's some consistency for you. 
Newley is looking... Well, I don't think they're supposed to have reset the shot clock. They're saying there's six seconds left. Seven seconds left, in fact. So it'll be Newley to inbound. Cambridge, Langford, Hunt, and Cumming. Cumming is setting herself up on the perimeter there. Ryan's gone to her. Hunt just wants to dry her hand. I think Newly. this is a better offensive group for Dandenong against the zone. Newly gets the ball to Hunt. Hunt jacks up the downtown three. Comes off the iron. No one there to box out for the AS. And Anderson gets an easy rebound. As McInerney goes to Hammonds. Over the top to Anderson. Outside to Ryan. Back down to Hammonds. Hammonds goes back out to Anderson. And it rattles off the iron. Langford cleans up. Just want to have a look at that rebounding count because AIS has really given some easy rebounds away. As this oh. time Newley puts up a three, she gets her own shot back. Careless defence there, 31-24 here with a minute 41 till the long break. It's coming over the top, goes to Langford, Cambridge, and then Anderson eventually slaps it out when Cambridge can't put it in. Yeah, and Brogan's coming into the lineup now. Yep, for Anderson. So you don't lose anything there with that change? No, you don't. No, not at all. I wouldn't be rude enough to say you gain, but <laughs> it's, a, it's a quality change, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Hunt, Bring Langford, things. then to Cumming. Yes, exactly. Cumming, looking around. She's got plenty of time on the shot clock. 16 seconds, in fact. Cambridge, hands off to Hunt. Cambridge tries to take some position in the paint. No, now sets up the screen. Hunt has Downey tap it away, and it comes off Hunt last. So... 31-24, 1 minute and 17 seconds as Brogan and Ryan get things restarted once again. Ryan brings it straight down the centre, lobs it long to Downey cross court, then goes to Hammonds, back out for Downey for three, bang. That just is like a dagger in the heart after you've rallied so hard throughout the quarter. That's right, really does uh, hurt, doesn't it? Back out to a 10-point lead here, 57 seconds left. Cambridge is outside the arc. She'd really stir things up if she jacked a three, but I'd say if anyone knew she could do it, Danny Nong would. <laughs> Cambridge gets it down, low post, right, left-hand side, shots left short, and Hammonds cleans up. Immediately gives it to Ryan, and it's 39 seconds left. Ryan taking her time now. Still in the zone, the AAS, even with the three-point shot going down, they're not panicking. Brogan leaves it behind. Don't see that too often. Newley, oh, this time Downey had... Well, had Brogan and Downey to look after, did Newley. Newley shot, uh, Bro Downey's shot didn't fall. AAS have one last chance to try and get this under double figures. And they'll use it. They've got 13 to go. They're going to run some sort of Coming. play. Yep, go back to Hunt. Langford sets the screen. Hunt goes back to Cumming. Cumming's got Langford just moved out. Oh, the shot doesn't fall as it was jacked up there. Langford got moved off the court. And uh, at halftime, a 10-point ball game, 34-24 here at the training hall. Leading scorer at the moment, Michelle Brogan with 11, Larissa Anderson with 8, and Shelley Hammonds with 7. Cambridge on 5, then a couple with 3 apiece. That's including Newley and, well, in fact, a couple with 4 apiece, I should say, and that includes Tolo, Newley, Hunt, then with three, it is Evsry. With two will be uh, Martin and also Francis with a lone two points. Uh, 
that is uh, a real worry that Francis says has gone so cold. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's, it's hurt the AIS, but I have to say that they've done a much better job in that quarter. They've gone to the line 16 times in the first quarter. At the half, they've gone 18 times. So they only sent them to the line twice in that quarter, and that's, that's made a big difference. And the zone defence as well has really just disrupted Dandenong, and they've struggled to get, well... They haven't been going to the line, so all those easy scores they were getting early on in the in the game, they just haven't been able to produce. But it's still a 10-point game, and uh, you know we've seen the AIS throughout the year come and come back from you know bigger deficits than this. So they'd be feeling like they've still got some to come. Quarter time, it's in Melbourne, and it's the Spirit 16 leading the Boomers 12. So 16-12 at quarter time in the other match to get underway the fire versus the flames still probably uh, I think it's 8 o'clock tip off is it? Yeah it's probably an 8 o'clock tip off our time so still about 15 minutes away from the start. At half time it's 34 to 24. Now the acid's been put on you to have a chat with Graffy I will let you uh, change equipment here and we'll see if you can speak to the coach of the Canberra Trans at Capitals. Now, unlike your husband last week, remember to turn it on when you're talking to them. As uh, Michelle Hocking heads over to have a chat with, uh, hopefully, uh, Graffy will speak with us. But at the break, 10 points the difference, 32% that Dandenong is shooting at, 28% with the AIS. So that's improved a little bit. Michelle's in position now, and the two, well, the current coach of the... I've got Carrie Graff here with me to... um Carrie Grass with me to talk about what she thinks about the first half of this game. AIS really hurt in the first quarter with um, sending Danning onto the line so often. Yeah, it's a little bit like when the Capitals play at the start of the game. I don't know. People attack both our bigs and these two bigs, and it gets called early and it gets you in trouble. But I mean, these two did a good job. You know, they swung momentum back from I think they were 17 down back to four, and you know, and then they just couldn't hold that Danning on chip it back to 10. But yeah, they just got to stay in touch now. I think that's the zone helped them. They had to go to that because of the, the foul trouble. But they've got to just hang tough and ride those momentum waves. And then when they get close, stay with it. But I think they've adjusted now. They're getting a feel for how to play some of the Daniel players. You know, this, who knows how it's going to go? You never know how the momentum's going to swing. But if they can hang tough, they'll make a game of it. That's right, and we've seen the AIS this season come back from bigger deficits than this. And when, uh, you know, you've been a, a coach at the AIS, you know the sort of talent and what youth can bring. Um, we'd expect that from this group. They've got nine of them who've been here three years, I think, and, and that we'd expect that in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it depends how Dean plays it too, whether he's going to play them all, being that it's their last game, or whether he's going to, you know, go help a leather and, and see what they can get done as far as a win-loss goes. But... You know, like you say, there's, a, there's an experienced group as far as the amount of time they've played together and the amount of time they've played in the WNBL. They've just got to keep their heads with it and, and stay focused, you know, and go inside to Liz Cambridge. I think she was efficient when she was in there. You know, Dan and Nong aren't big. They can't guard her size like that. So, you know, hopefully it'll be a close one. Uh, you know, good games are, close games are good ones, so we certainly hope it is. And overtime would be good? Overtime would be good. If we can, yeah, run Dan and Nong around another, another five minutes, that would be very nice for us. And, you know, tomorrow you guys have got a game, and I don't want you to give away any secrets, but you did talk about the fact that Dandenong aren't big, so tomorrow are you looking to go to your bigs as much as you can? Well, I mean, that's always our focus, to play inside out, you know, to go inside to go inside with pass or drill penetration, to throw into our bigs and work off them. And, and you know, we've got, we got to do that you know, regardless of who we play. We've got good strength inside. If you can open up your inside game, that, that then starts things happening on the perimeter as well. So we've got to feed the ball and we've got to work off our bigs and make something happen. Thanks for your time, Greg. No worries. Thank you.
Thanks very much to uh, Kerry Graff joining us there from the sideline with, uh, as I said before, former Capitals coach speaking to the current Capitals coach. It's half-time at the AAS and it's a 10-point lead to the Dandenong Rangers who are playing themselves into the finals tonight. Just rechecking as the second period is underway here in Melbourne. It's the Spirit 18 leading the Boomers 12 as they play their final regular season game. And for the Spirit, they are hoping that they might be able to squeak their way into the finals. It's halftime on sportradio.com.au. AIS Basketball will be taking a break and be back with more in just a moment. Welcome back to AIS Basketball here from the training hall. Craig Ravel and Michelle Hocking bring you all the action as we have done right throughout the WNBL season. John Keogh, of course, a big part of the AAS basketball. Simon Peters also. But, uh, well, it's us tonight. As, it uh, I think I'm working with you, or am I working with Simon tomorrow? No, me tomorrow. With, with you tomorrow as well. So the A-team's back in form. That's right. <laughs> we have got a 10-point ball game here. The AAS showed that they could get the game down to, I think it was four points at one stage, but uh, unfortunately... Dandenong rallied back and they were able to take that 10-point lead into the long break. Yeah, that's right. They did a very good job of, um, you know, coming back and uh, taking Dandenong out of, um, particularly just not putting them on the foul line, which we touched on just before at the end of the half. So, uh, you know, if they come out now uh, at the start of this third quarter and, and really start playing well and are able to peg back a couple of points at a time, 10 points is nothing. We've seen the AIS come back from much larger deficits than this and, and they've certainly got the um, talent to be able to do it. I guess one of the the problems they have is that they've got a few of their what we would call key players um, in foul trouble. So that, that's one of the issues for them to face. Spirit 29, Boomers 17 at the halfway point of the second quarter in Melbourne. Still yet to get a start. Three minutes away by my calculation from a start at Townsville. So returning to the floor, it will be the AAS and the Dandenong Rangers. Tolo, Francis, Hunt, Esri, Newley, and then it's Hammonds, Brogan, Ryan, McInerney and uh, Flanagan. Do you go for the win if you're AOS or do you honour the students that have been here for three years? My view is you go, you go to the win. You go to the win. This is the National League. <laughs> you go to the win. That's, that was my view. I just wanted to know if you had any sympathy. Oh, crashing ball as we get underway. The AAS bring it into the front court. It's uh, Tolo and then Flanagan wrestling with her. It's going to be Shelley Hammonds, though, that gets... No, it's not. It's going to be Michelle Brogan who gets called for the foul. Hunt and he immediately gets the inbound ball, puts it to the left-hand side after it started on the right to Esri. Esri waits for Francis. Francis drives in the paint, dumps over to Tolo, gets Hammonds on the ground, and a good strong start from Tolo, who gets her oh, sixth point of the game. And that's just, you know, having both Francis and Tolo on the floor gives them great opportunities. Hammer, uh, Brogan working through heavy traffic, just made her way, wiggled through Newley and also uh, uh, Newley and Tolo there as uh, Newley throws herself out of court as the ball's touched back and the AAS are forced with the turnover. 36-26 here as Dandenong gives it to Brogan. Brogan goes to McInerney. McInerney was cutting baseline at the time. Outside to Ryan, pulls the trigger and a big three-pointer, 39-26. And they're out to a 13-point lead. As Hunt then goes to Newley, right side to Esri. Esri now 
Round to the left-hand side. Goes inside to Tolo. Tolo just steps into Brogue and then goes back to Esri. Esri leaves the shot short, but as Hammond slaps it away, Esri was there to clean up. So they've got a new 24-second clock. Francis gives it to Hunt, then goes back to the left to... Esri. Esri to Tolo on the right elbow, then outside to Hunt. Back to Francis, now top of the key. Then goes to Newley, inside to Tolo. Tolo, wrong foot, Sprogan leaves it short, is able to put it back in though. Yeah, and look, offensively, when the two bigs are on the floor for the AIS, they just look that much better. They've got an inside target that they can really go to. And that's not to say that Cambridge wasn't doing a good job, but they've just got two legit bigs in there with the experience to be able to be big targets. Yes, as Dandenong working hard, they've got some experienced bigs as well in Hammonds and Brogan. Brogan gets it back to Flanagan. Flanagan has it sitting on the ring for an eternity before she... We'll see it drop down and it's a 41-28 ball game. Hunt falling away. Thought she might have been helped to draw it a foul. She just threw it up in the air. Flanagan took it off her and brings it down the floor. Zigzags in the paint. Then goes to McInerney. Tries to get it back. Hunt gets a hand in there. Taps it to Francis. Francis pushes it up the floor. Back to Hunt. And then on to Esri. And Esri finishes with a layup. It's 41-30. 11-point ball game. That's right, and the AOS just need to come up with a couple of stops in a row, you know, and uh, just dig away at this, this lead. And, uh, you know, if they can get to the quarter within, you know, six or seven points, then that's nothing uh, to have, you know, a full ten-minute quarter to play with. Brogan hands off to Hammonds. Nice Francis, move. yeah, just couldn't do anything about that. No, just, <laughs> just good position, smart, poise and patience under the basket and use her body well. Hammond's got to qualify for Dancing with the Stars with that performance. <laughs> it was Esri now. Goes to Tolo while oh, the pass was away from Francis. Ryan gets in there and carries it down the floor. She pulls up. No. Uh, well, she kept the dribble going when she did pull up. She couldn't finish off the layup. Flanagan gets it back. Brogan thought about three. Kicked it away when Tolo came to her. Threw hands. Flanagan just ran into Hunt. He got Hunt out of position. So the ball that went into the hands of Hammonds came back to Flanagan and Flanagan made it easy. Yeah, just muscled her way in there against Hunt and got good position on the cut action and uh, able to convert it. Hunt brings it down the floor, gives it to Tolo as uh, it goes into the corner now for Esri. Esri takes on Ryan. Ryan doesn't let it go away and called for a travel. It was a, an interesting call. I don't know that it was wrong. I just thought it was an interesting call. We've had a timeout called here. I'm not sure which way it's been blown, but uh, I think it might have been the A's because, you know, Danny Long are out to 15-point lead now, so probably need to change it up and do something a little bit different and just try and disrupt Dandy Long. A little bit. It was an AIS timeout, and it's 45 to 30 with Coach Kinsman having a good hard chat to the AIS girls. Yeah, because they came out right at the start, and they were doing some good stuff and going inside to their bigs and getting exploiting those opportunities. But they've really stagnated offensively, and they're they're not looking. They're looking to force it inside rather than to create the inside opportunities by getting the good ball reversal and, and uh, you know, looking to be a, an offensive threat on the perimeter. So they need to go back to those really basic things. You've got to be an offensive threat on the perimeter or no one will play you out there. That opens up some space inside for people, you know, and get some good ball movement so that, you know, you can pin someone and get a good feel and, uh, and you'll find the open players then. So, you know, they need to go back and focus on that. At the defensive end of the floor, you know, they've just got to start shutting down some players and getting some stops. 
Yeah, Danny Nong, 11 points this quarter to the AAS 6, which is why it's out to a 15-point advantage. As we reset, it's still McInerney, Ryan Hammonds, uh, Flanagan and Brogan. So they're still with their starting five. It's Kennedy, Martin, Francis, Newley and Esri now on the floor for the AAS as Flanagan has it on the right 45. Over the top, Francis reaching over the top, slaps it away from Hammonds, who had got herself free to the basket. And it was a, a good reaching in tap away that time by Francis. As McInerney looking to bring it in, bounce pass will go to Brogan. Back hand off to Ryan. Ryan can't get away from Martin. Brogan tries to take position. It's a shot from about AU. No, it can't be 18 feet because that's a three point arc. From about 15 feet. And it rattles off the iron. Kennedy brings it down the floor. Goes left side to Newley. Newley looks a bit stagnant at the moment, but there was no one pestering her, so she worked around the arc. Gave it to Esri. Esri finds Francis on the right-hand elbow. She tried to go over the top to Martin. Flanagan was watching her, so it was a good mismatch. But Hammond's got a hand in there, and it's over the baseline. 45-30, 5 minutes and 48 seconds left. The AAS with it all to do. They want to taste victory in this momentous night. Francis for three, leaves it short. Newley just crashes into Brogan. And uh, I think Kennedy coming over the top will be the foul. No, they've given it against Newley. I actually thought that they were going for the ball and it was Kennedy falling over Brogan in the end that would have been the foul. Yeah. As Newley will sit down, she has got her second personal foul. It's one team foul apiece. Anderson's looking to come into the game at the next opportunity. And onto the floor came Stephanie Cumming. So Flanagan works it around, brings it down on the 45, right-hand side. Ryan hands off to Brogan, hands off to Hammond. Brogan cuts down to the basket, and that's all too easy. It yeah, was motion. Just, just good screen action from Dandy Nong and just poor defensive communication from the AIS. Um, not getting through that stuff. Cumming is isolated now. She has to go back to Kennedy. Kennedy will then over the top to Cumming. Cummings got Ryan watching her. Goes back to Martin, who puts up a big bomb. AAS trying to get numbers down there. Ryan is able to just pull it in off the edge. McInerney goes across court to Flanagan. 47-30. Danny Nong with the advantage. Brogan put the hand out there, then took on Francis. Hammonds knocks it away, and it's over the sideline. It'll be an AAS ball as Anderson comes back into the game for... Look like Brogan and Hammonds both wanted to come off. It's going to be Hammonds who does. <laughs> She's getting the rest. I'm just looking at the stat sheet here, and at half time, the AIS are shooting 9% from the three point arc. One of 11. Now, I can't think of the last time that we would have seen the AIS. Oh, Hunt travelled that time, no doubt about it, and I'm not good at calling those ones. Fran uh, Kennedy is in the paint. Kennedy. Too eventually too long in the key she just couldn't get over the reach of Flanagan that time and that's experience <laughs> that's right. Dale Waters shakes Flanagan's hand as she walks off the court because that was a big play a big defensive stop there's McInerney looking around it's Anderson through hands Brogan and Ryan on the left side Ryan got Hunt in her face Goes to Anderson again in the left corner. Gives it off to Pereira, who's nice come in. Oh, it was great. Just couldn't get it to bank. Anderson's travelled there. Then she dropped it onto a foot and rolled over the baseline. But the foul has been called before then. And Steph Cumming is going to get her first, per, second personal foul, I should say. That's the second team foul for the AS. And it's uh, 
Well, it was a tough one too because uh, it was certainly a lot of wrestling in the clinches. Looks like Cambridge is going to get a chance to come in. Martin comes out. So Downey, well, that's an interesting one. Francis immediately <laughs> went to Downey. No, you can have Anderson. Uh, Inbound ball to Ryan. Foul on Hunt. That'll be Hunt's third. No, it won't. It'll be Hunt's second personal foul. And it'll send Ryan to the line to get the bonus. Out to 49.30 here with Ryan to shoot the extra and a 20-point lead awaits. That's right. And, you know, uh, really, Ryan, all she did was cut hard to the basket and caught Nicole Hunt napping on that occasion. Well, AAS was caught napping on that occasion too because Ryan's shot didn't fall. Anderson did the rebounding. Oh, Kennedy on the floor after Ryan had a three-point attempt fail. She eventually gets it away. Hunt travelled again for mine. Cambridge, oh, down in the paint this time, draws the foul from Anderson. She's certainly been a big presence in there. So, in the, you know, she's getting some good position and when the ball's being fed to her, she's being smart with it. So, uh, is she going to go to the line for that or are they calling it from the baseline? Well, it looks like she's going to shoot two. Although she's not, the foul must have been off the. Okay, she realizes now that she's going to come to the line, so she she wound up on the lane. Yeah. Uh, Katie Gaze comes in for Nicole Hunt and Cambridge misses the first. Maybe that's why she didn't want to go there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm sure that's worked a few times. Certainly in local league, it works. <laughs> Because most people figure, all oh, well, anyone wants to get the easy points. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes the second, and it's 49-31. Three minutes and 45 seconds left to go in the third term. Pereira now gets the screen, doesn't use it from Anderson, takes on Kennedy, then dances round the baseline again. Downey works into the lane, then goes outside to Anderson. Hammond sets the screen for her, but it goes back to Pereira, and Pereira's caught on a travel. Yep. Well, certainly a very first quick step, and obviously might have been two of them. <laughs> <laughs> As Tolo heads back into the game for Kennedy, so a guard off for a forward. An interesting rotation here. Three big, two smalls with Gaze and Cumming, the other two. Cambridge and Francis, of course, there. Tolo at the top of the arc, goes to Cumming, over the top to Cambridge. Cambridge takes on uh, Hammonds, had a hand on her there, but Tolo gets it back and manages to bank in the layup. Yeah, and look, obviously Dean just here is going to try and exploit uh, the size of Dandenong and see if he can get some mileage by going big against them. They'll, they'll zone it up defensively, I'd imagine. 49-33, Downey drives baseline, intercepted by Tolo and gives it off to Gaze. Gaze runs down the right wing, goes to Francis, who's on the right-hand side, then back to Gaze. Left-hand side is coming. Coming now, puts the ball on the floor. Ooh, Anderson rolled off pretty quick from Tolo, and that stopped her progression. It goes back to Tolo now, gives it off to Francis for a long-range baseline jump shot. It hits the iron, and it bounces away. 49-33, the AIS with plenty of activity, just not making the scores. That's Anderson. Cool. If John Keogh was here, I'd be saying uh, the AIS looking like John Keogh in the bar last night, not making the <laughs> score, but... I can't say that tonight. Oh, an air ball coming from Downey, and that's Francis underneath the basket. That uh, we'll, we'll get the uh, ball back to Gaze, and he'll bring it straight down the floor. Gaze hands off to Tolo. Tolo gives it to Cumming, who works into the paint, and that is a nice little shot. Timeout will be called by Dale, Dale Walters as the AS are starting to rally with a 49-35 
two minutes and three seconds left to go in the third term. It's still a good lead for uh, Dandy Nong, but it's not, not beyond the AIS to come back against this kind of deficit. I guess, you know, Dale's got, whether he's, you know, playing, his groups have been uh, interesting tonight, and when he's been getting the opportunity to rest the Brogans and the Hammonds, he's been taking those opportunities, and the McInerney's, so, uh, you know, he's putting younger, less experienced groups on the floor. They've got to back up tomorrow night, so he really needs to be careful about the way he balances that because uh, we know what this AIS team's capable At of. The long Having break. said that, though, the shooting percentage tonight isn't helping them very much. Yeah. At the long break in Melbourne, it's 43-26. And that is at half-time. Bendigo's shooting at 50%. Boomer's shooting at 33%. And, uh, well, the interesting rumour that was uh, started... Well, it wasn't started by us, but it will be conveyed on by us. Is that the uh, Melbourne Tigers are going to reappear in the WNBL? Yeah, well, there you go. They've been out of the league for quite oh, a few years now. Since Eight? the 21st anniversary, I think, was their last year. And we're getting towards the 27th year of the six WNBL. Years. So probably yeah. six years. Yeah. yeah. As, uh, well, Danny Nong's got the ball back down the floor, working around the arse. Ryan goes back to Anderson at the top of the key. Flanagan. Anderson cuts in. And Tolo has been called for the foul after Cambridge mugged her. Yeah, I guess Tolo is the one that just didn't have the body position. They called the second foul rather than the first one. So well, that would be her, her yeah. fourth. Langford comes in for Tolo too, and I think that sub was already on the card. So mm. Anderson now. Anderson came out in a flurry at the start of the game. Eight points straight, shooting at 100% from the field. and. I'll go back to uh, how she's shooting. She's nine, ten points as she makes both, and the Rangers are on 51 to 35 for the AIS. Gaze just trying to wrong foot Flanagan, got away from her, but rolled off, then gave it off to Francis. Francis found Anderson getting a hand in there. Oh, Langford, her pass. That is the defensive player's player, isn't it? McInerney gets it off to Ryan. Ryan brings it down the floor. Goes to Anderson, then to McInerney. Flanagan, cross court. Anderson puts up the three. It was short. Anderson, oh, I thought she'd got it before she stepped out. But, uh, well, referee was on the opposite side, about the same distance away <laughs> as me. And he knows what he's looking at. And he's got the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Gaze brings it across the floor, 51-35. It's a 17 to 11 quarter currently for Dandenong as Gaze takes it to the baseline, kicks it across the Langford. Langford puts it in. A much more enterprising move down the floor that time. In the last minute of the third term, Flanagan, then Kavanagh. It's McInerney to Anderson in the corner. Anderson goes back to Flanagan, to Ryan. Ryan comes up to the elbow, shot counts, and Gaze has been called for the foul after the shot. Once again, I thought, ball leaves a hand, it's no longer a shooting foul. And they're not in the bonus. Well, I think they must have called it that was in the shooting action because she's gone to the line. It's the only thing they... They must have interpreted it as Craig, but um, interesting. Inbound ball. Danny Nong putting the full court pressure on. Gaze goes to Francis as it goes back to Gaze. Now she drives in. Francis thought about the three. She still can go for it. It hits the iron. Cambridge is going to put it back in. She can't get it to fall. And McInerney does the cleanup. McInerney now over 
six rebounds for the game. She'll be on seven. She goes for the two, rattles, goes for the three and rattles it in. And that's the thing, Macca is dangerous outside there on her night. Well, absolutely. She can score. She just uh, chooses not to most nights. You just, uh, yeah, so you have to respect her. Yes, that is for sure. As AIS, Newley has got the shot to count as Downey has been called. Uh, no, it's Ryan has been called. I, I see the ponytail and I automatically go with the... Right, her hair's darker Dun-dun. this year. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ryan called for her first personal foul. And Newley Dead. to go to the line to get the bonus. Oh, it's uh, rattling around there, but it gets the two-year point. And it's 57-40. Flanagan brings it down, dumps off to McInerney. McInerney rattles off the iron. Uh, Hammond! Oh, big putback. Just a good tap in there from Shelley Hammond's right on the buzzer. 59 plays, 40 here at the training hall. The the last break of the game. And Dandenong leading the way. Brogan with 15 points, Anderson with 10. Hammonds with nine. Tolo with ten points for the AS, the only one in double figures. Seven for Newley, six for Cambridge, and then five for Evsry, the highest scorers for the Chute. Yeah, and look, the, uh, the Dendong Rangers have pushed their lead out and almost doubled what they were at the half-time break. So that makes it very tough for uh, Dendong to come, uh, sorry, for AIS uh, uh, to come back from here, particularly given that they're just not having a good shooting night. And, uh, you know, they'd really have to start to stroke it to be able to get themselves um, back into this game. But stranger things have happened and... Uh, uh, you know, it's not to say they can't do it. I just think it's a big ask. And they just look a little bit flat to me tonight. And, you know, and as we know, Dandenong have got absolutely everything to play for. They win tonight. They secure that fourth spot, I think. But I think they can be knocked out of it if they get the win tonight. So, no, that's uh, right. So they really, you know, they want to do the job now and, and get it over and... Um, get themselves over the line and then they can focus on, on finals, really. Shooting percentage has pulled back for Dandenong now. They've had 40 shots tonight. For the AS is 51. So it does show that it's been a bit of a shootout, but it's just yeah. one of those shootouts that it doesn't really drop as much for one team as the other. And they're That's shooting right. now at 43%, the AS at 33%. Six from 15 outside the arc. Um, as Dandenong really took the opportunities they had. They're back out on the floor now. They'll have the inbound pass, and it's McInerney to Flanagan. Hammond, Anderson, and Ryan is the lineup. The AAS, Francis Hunt coming, Tolo, and Newley. Anderson with the ball on the right-hand side. Back to Flanagan. Then it's off to McInerney. Gives it to Ryan. Matt Ryan tries to dribble it around. She's going to get the, she's gonna get the uh, ball back from the rebound, and then they were crashing into each other, and Ryan somehow has managed to see AAS get the ball over the side. So McInerney inbounds it again, gives it to Ryan. There's a bit of a similarity in this play. Ryan gets to the left elbow, then finds Macca. Oh, Macca's layup looks like one of mine, and that is not good. (laughs) Francis will bring it down the floor. Francis backs away, coming. Hunt, do you start to go for three-point land now? Inbound pass, obviously not. They were going to Tolo, but Anderson just slaps it over the baseline. Do you start taking those three-point shots? Oh, look, if it's the right shot, if, it, if you're open and it's not too early in the set, why not? They're not shooting, they're not shooting well from out there, but they've got a 19-point lead that they need to get back. Hunt goes across court and 
That'll be Polo is going to yeah, going to go out of the no. Well, yeah, she's going to go out of the game on an offensive foul. So Tolo sits down. There's a bit of wrestling out of the arc. I think Tolly Bavalak was saying it was a bit iffy too, the call, but, <laughs> well, you're only, you know, you're only playing the opposition that's out there. That's right. And then there's the grey factor. That's not the way that... Um She'd be wanting to have her last game finished for the AIS. Oh, Anderson lost the handle on the ball then. It just managed to go back to Hammond as Francis kicks at the uh, pass and it will reset the shot clock and the ball will be in from the baseline. Sorry to cut you off there. No, that's fine, Craig. I'll do it. <laughs> do it all the time. I'm used to it. <laughs> Anderson puts up a shot from the inbound pass, tried to go to the Jackson play. Hunt is going to travel, but Flanagan pulled her. So it's an interesting one. Rachel Flanagan looks shocked. But I'm, I'm saying if you're dragging another player out of court, <laughs> there's a fair chance that they weren't travelling. Well, that's true. All those stranger things have happened. Inbound ball goes from Newley to Francis, then to Hunt. Hunt just setting up left side. Thought about a handoff from Francis. Francis will kick it there after she dribbled it to the right. And there's off on the left. Hunt into the paint. Jump shot's good. Can the AS rally back? It's 59-42. I'd love to see it, but I, be great. I don't think it's going to happen. Danny Nong. Well, they're still playing their starting five. Well, not quite their starting five, but certainly uh, one of their best fives. So they're giving this AAS team plenty of respect with eight minutes and 25 seconds left to go in the game. Well, that's right. And that's oh, a ball went out of bounds. AAS Martin put it back in. Frannigan. Put up the shot, Hunt hit her arm, after the ball left, I will add, and then she was complaining she didn't get the uh, foul call. I believe that's a no call, but <laughs> never mind. Hunt goes for three! Off the iron, no one there from the AAS to uh, go for it. Hunt has been the inspiration in this team the last few weeks, and certainly the point scorer. Blocking foul, this time going against Nicole Hunt. So it's been willing between Hunt and Flanagan over the last few moments. Langford comes back in for Martin. And Nicole Hunt's now on three personal fouls. The thing is, Hunt is a shooter as well as a ball carrier, more so than perhaps a Kennedy or... Gaze can shoot, but she just hasn't unleashed the beast yeah. this season. Where Hunt has certainly not been afraid to pull a trigger. Good steal there from yes. Francis. And goes long to Hunt, who has to pull up. Bounce pass to Langford. She just couldn't get control of the ball when it came inside that time. And Caitlin Ryan, like a thief in the night, steals the ball away and brings it back for Dandenong. Beautifully. Mm, 59-42, 7.37. Anderson, bounce pass to McInerney. McInerney went back for it. She's still on the perimeter. Hammonds, around the arc it goes to Anderson. Oh, Francis has knocked Flanagan over. And that will be her fourth personal foul. That means Kennedy, Esri and Martin all come into the game for Newley, coming and for Langford. Langford. So Dean Kinsman has said, bugger it, I'm going to play these girls out. If they're good enough, they'll stay in the game. That's right. Now Alison Downey's just come back into the game for Danny Nong and uh, Anderson's taken a seat. Flanagan goes and makes the bonus. So it's a back out again. And it's 62, plays 42, 20-point lead. In Melbourne, Spirit accelerating away here, 43, 26, as it is just into the 
third term. No score yet in Townsville as the AAS fail to convert again. Flanagan brings it down to Downey. Downey drives into the elbow, rattles away. McInerney gets the offensive rebound. That takes McInerney to nine rebounds for the game as Downey, then Flanagan. Flanagan looking around, goes back to Ryan. Ryan gets a good screen, but eventually Kennedy... Hunt goes to ground as McInerney puts it up from behind the backboard. She did well not to step on Hunt on the way back down then. So, uh, yeah, look, I think I just can't see the AAS coming back from this position now. They just don't see it. They just look flat. Um, I'll just play it out and Danny Long will get the win and, and qualify for finals. Hunt has got it on the right wing now. Kennedy tries to set the screen. Inbound ball to Francis. Francis draws the foul out of Hammonds. It'll only be Shelley Hammond's, uh, ooh, let's see, first personal foul. That can't be right. It is, in fact, Shelley Hammond's first personal foul. Well, you know, I mean, that reflects the fact that the, the bigs in Tolo and um, Francis have, have had limited careless. minutes and, and not had much of an impact because they got into early foul trouble. So, you know, she hasn't been under the sort of defensive pressure that um, she would normally encounter playing the AIS um, when you get down to it. So, um, yeah, look, and, and, you know, six and six and a bit minutes to go here and... Uh, you know, AIS really had their rally, I guess, in that second quarter where they actually beat Danny Long, but since then just haven't been able to put it together. And I'm just astounded by uh, their shooting percentage in the three-point arc tonight. One from 11 they were at uh, the third quarter. So, and only been to the foul line four times. It has been a, a running problem with this AIS team uh, throughout the year. And uh, unfortunately, we're not seeing these girls leave at sort of the peak, but... That said, it has been a very long season for them with a a WNBL season, Worlds for most of them in Sapphires and in um, Gems, Gems, and then back to another WNBL season. These are young kids that are getting tired, I'm sure. Oh, that's right. It's a huge workload for them as well as most of them are trying to balance school with that as well. So, um, you know, it's it's a very long, hard year basically for them. Well, Francis can't convert either of the shots from the line and that will mean the score remains 22 points, 64 plays, 42. As uh, coming into the game is, I'm saying it's Prost, goes inside to Hammonds, Hammonds gets it to Flanagan and it will be converted and it's 66-42. Probist or Prost? I'm not sure. It's Esri down to the elbow. Outlet pass to Martin for a long range two. Rattles out of the iron. Francis just gets it, picks it up. Esri taps it back to Hunt. And the AS get the set up again. AS drives down from Hunt to Kennedy down in the baseline. Shot goes back from Kennedy to Esri. But they're going for prayers now and it's not coming off. Hasn't all night for the AAS. Ryan brings it down. Goes to Downey. Back to Ryan. Then to Hammonds. Round the arc. Gets it to Frost. Cross then tries to get it inside to Hammonds. Esri gets a touch on it, comes off Hammonds and will be back in. So Pereira coming back into the game for Ryan. It's the AIS. Well, Danny Nong not even putting the full court pressure on them anymore. They know they've got this seal. And the idea now is to get their best fresh. 
Kennedy, oh, the layup over the top of the ring. Bounce past Flanagan. Hunt taps it away. Pereira has, well, Hunt's getting called for the kicking of the ball. I tell you what, the elbow in the back must have hurt as well. <laughs> Newley going to check in for Martin as the AIS just ring a change, also ringing a change is Anderson coming back into the game for Hammonds. I was wondering how long Hammonds would be left out there yeah. now. Four minutes and 50 seconds. Flanagan drives in, goes back to Pereira, bounce pass to Prost. Prost then, oh, pull-up jumper that looked like a travel. Lucky it left a hand. Goes back, though, because it was Downey doing the rebounding. Then goes to Flanagan. Flanagan puts up another shot. It's Downey doing the rebounding again back to Flanagan. They're just playing it amongst themselves at the moment. Frost again goes to Pereira. Pereira goes to Anderson. Anderson pull up jump shot from the baseline. Doesn't fall and it will be the AAS. Kennedy hits Hunt at half court. Goes down to the baseline and Newley. Newley backs away. Drives into the paint but she can't get it to drop either. It's just not the AAS's night. 4 minutes 16 seconds left. 66.42 and Dan and Ong are in a training drill now. Oh, Francis, big rejection on the cross shot. Goes back to Flanagan, though, and Flanagan finishes it off. They're just, you know, cut action, is, uh, just getting front foot on against uh, the AIS and getting the scores. As Esri now has it on the... Esri has it now on the right side, going back eventually to Hunt, who cuts into the paint. And Hunt, she certainly doesn't mind taking it at to the basket at all. Rowe and Langford coming in. Esri and Kennedy going to sit down. Makes it first. Yep. Does that well. And the second, so 44-68, Dandenong still leading. Yes, three minutes, 42 seconds to go. As they work their way around Anderson in the paint now. Well, she was there for a while. Rowe was muscling her. Prost has got the, uh, well, got the ball, but she throws it more towards me. There's Hunt. Gets us started again. Goes with a long pass from the backcourt to Francis. Oh. Anderson slaps it out. The ball goes over the sideline and it will be another turnover. The turnover count is becoming embarrassing. It is now up to 17 to 19. Oh, yes, it's 17. It's a stat <laughs> they're right. leading. They're but it is embarrassing. Both teams have yeah, just given up the ball. As Todd Hunter comes back in the game. Has it now. Goes across through hands. It's uh, Downey then off to Prost. Prost inside to Anderson. Goes back to Prost. She muscles away to the right hand elbow. Goes back to Ferreira. Ferreira jacks up a shot. It was almost a shovel shot I'd call that. And uh, well, it's going to be Hunt who brings it down to Francis. Francis in the paint. Points count. She got Todd Hunter to the ground. And Francis will walk to the line. She's been a long time on four personal fouls. And Francis to go to the line to shoot two. Todd Hunter coming in to her first personal foul. 
68-46. As the bonus goes down, 68-47. And we've got two minutes, 48 seconds left to go in the game. That's right. And I think, you know, Danny Long have really pulled the plug here and they're just going to play this one out with a lot of their bench on the on the floor. And, uh, Frost, good job. yeah, just tried to... Uh, well, worked hard on Caitlin Rowe that time and uh, yeah, you can tell it's gone because uh, now Coach Kraft said she's seen enough. Uh, Tally Bevelacqua leaving a little while ago as well. I think uh, injured captain of the Capitals, Kelly Abrams, walking around tonight with the um, bandage, but she's still talking about playing next week. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big ask, that sort of injury to come back. I think she's been out uh, three and a half weeks, four weeks now, and generally you're looking at a six to eight week recovery on that sort of injury, so... But she'll be wanting it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you just got to think uh, the basketball ends, but the, you know, the uh, arthritis from not letting it heal doesn't. That's right. And as Cambridge brings it back down after the shot was made. 69 plays 47, 2 minutes and 25 seconds left to go. Cambridge gets it from Hunt. Hunt and Cambridge. Hunt cuts to the basket. Oh, beautiful little spinning layup from Nicole Hunt, who got the bounce pass from Cambridge, and she will shoot for the bonus. Pulls the uh, foul out of Prost. So Hunt to try and move her score along as well as the AAS. Now 50 points for the AAS. They trail by 19, so they are rallying here in the dying minutes. Hunt goes to 11 points for the game. Anderson goes round to Todhunter, then to Prost, then to Pereira. Pereira now takes them on, gets to the elbow, then goes back to Prost, who puts up the shot, hits the corner of the elbow, uh, hits the corner of the backboard and the ring, and it bounces away. Todhunter goes and gives away another foul. The AIS are, have got Dandenong in the bonus, so they'll walk the floor and Hunt will get to add on to her 11 points. Hunt being the... Uh, the major scorer of the AAS in their last three home games. She has uh, certainly been rattling up the points and uh, she's been pulling down a few rebounds as well just quietly. Looking at that, Kayla Francis has got nine rebounds, Cambridge with six and Langford with four. Hunt now moves to 12 points for the game. Tolo has 10 and Newley has seven, but on the other side, Brogan with 15, Hammond with 12 and then you have uh, a whole host of players so Nicole Hunt is going to sit down and uh, she is quite emotional to see subs out. Katie Gaze comes into the lineup for the AIS. Minute 55 left. And I'm sure we'll see a few tears before <laughs> this game's over. I'm glad you're going out there. I'm no good at this. As Anderson, oh, long bomb from Anderson is good. It hit the front of the ring, the back of the ring, it hit the backboard and the net on the way through. 72 plays 52, 20-point ball game as Rowe goes to Newley. Newley looking around as Cambridge. No, she doesn't use the screen from Cambridge. Goes back to Rowe, and it doesn't fall for Rowe. So Francis sitting down, Tolo sitting down, Esri sitting down, Martin on the bench as well. And coming, comes in for Newley. And uh, a bit of a, a changing of the guard here with a minute 29 seconds because that uh, floor, I think you'll find. No, Langford won't be here next year, but that floor, Rowe, Gaze, Cambridge and Cumming will be a very familiar sight 
by the 2008-2009 season in the Institute uniform. As bring it down the floor, Downey comes straight down the centre, goes left side to Pereira. Pereira goes back to Downey now, gets it back. Oh, she had a thought about a three. Instead, took on the entire AIS team, drove in there, has it slapped away by Langford, and the ball's out over the back, over the baseline. Minute 13 left to go in the 2007-2008 season for the AAS. Danny Nong's got this one under control. Anderson's shot. She gets her own rebound. Goes to Pereira. Anderson in the paint. Just cut immediately to the basket when that rebound came up. That's right. And just, uh, you know, easy scores now for Danny Nong. Gaze brings it over the half. Langford looking around, looking for a cutter. No one there. She puts it on the floor. Hand off to Cumming who's come around after cutting low. Cut high, gives it to Gaze for three. Rowe comes up with a rebound. She's in the paint now. Been there for a while, but the shot is good. And it's 74-55 in the last minute. 40 seconds left now as it is Todd Hunter bringing the ball down to Anderson. Anderson goes back to Todd Hunter. There's two cuts baseline. Goes back, Pross sets the screen. But Todd Hunter pulled up on the dribble then, had to give it away. Gave it to Downey. Downey goes back to Anderson. Anderson jacks up a big three. And we can warm up the coach. Dandenong are into finals. Will they be playing Canberra next week? And we'll have a mini final showdown tomorrow, depending on what's happening up in Queensland. 76.55, AIS running it down. Eight seconds left. Coming, jump shot from the right-hand elbow is good. It'll be a 20-point ball game. Six seconds left. And Dandenong, will they run it through? Todd Hunter gets into the front and runs out the clock here as Dandenong have taken victory by 20 points, 77 to uh, 57. It's six points to fire, leading the Flames three up in Queensland and Spirit in three with uh, only a minute 40 left to go in three-quarter time, 56 leading the Boomers. 43 here in Canberra it is the AAS training hall and it is a 77-57 uh, full time score the AAS going down to a determined Rangers the uh, AAS is going to be making a uh, presentation so whilst that presentation is going on we will go to the Dandenong Rangers. Dean Kinsman making a presentation to all the uh, the girls. So as uh, Dean is uh, talking, we'll try and pick up the mic from Dean. We've got Michelle down the other end. So, Michelle. Well, that win was pretty important for you. That secures the uh, final four spot for you. Yeah, look, it does. Um, just relieves a lot of pressure off us from that. And, you know, I guess the result really doesn't matter tomorrow against the Caps, although we always come out and play, play to win. But obviously securing a spot in the playoffs is really important for us. And the girls worked extremely hard. And, look, anything can, can happen, happen from here, I guess. That's right. You've just got to be in it to win it, don't you? Yeah, well, you do. And, you know, the thing with, like, the uh, women's league is that you only play each team once and you've only got to beat them once. And so, you know, we've knocked off the lightning twice, a bit of a smoky coming into finals. And if we've got everyone working upon the same page light like we did tonight, then, look, anything can happen. That's right, and you say tomorrow doesn't really matter, but it does because you could be meeting Canberra again next week. Yeah, look, look, it does, and um, be nice to try and get a win at, uh, across them because they've obviously beaten us twice, and then the last time that we played them, you know, we lost to them in OT. So hopefully we can try and get across across the line tomorrow, and that's uh, 
And tonight's game, it's one of those games where you've got nine of the AIS leaving, so there's a lot of emotion in it. It can go either way in those games, but they seemed a bit flat tonight, and your girls had a lot to play for. Yeah, I did really. We weren't really sure how they sort of come out and play in that. And, um, you know, like, all, all credit to Dean and the work that he's done with these girls last year. I've been fortunate enough to be involved with him with, like, like the Gems, and they've really come come along. And I remember his first season, they really struggled to win, win a game. But you look how competitive they are now, and he's, look, he's left them in great, great shape. And look, a lot of emotion for him tonight, as, as we can see in that. But, you know, all credit to those girls, and a lot of them will be highly sought after once they leave here. Absolutely. Now, going forward, your group's looking pretty solid, but you're not the biggest team that's going to be coming into the finals. That's something that you obviously have to work really hard at containing other teams' bids. Yeah, look, I guess one of the themes for us has been that, you know, we are the best defensive team within the league and we've really done a good job. Probably what's let us down at times is, you know, our potency and offence and our reward for effort, but we've gotten better with that. And I guess what, what we don't have in size, we kind of make up with, make up with smarts with, you know, Brogan and, and Larissa and Caitlin and Macker and that. So, and those girls have got finals experience as well. So, you know, really, really pleasing, really exciting for us as a program. That's right. And then particularly in the first quarter tonight, you just, you know, the experience showed you just great ball movement, really good seals inside and just finding the paint and going to the line. <laughs> well, that's really been a theme for us over the last month. If we get towards the foul line, and knowing that the Institute's the most fouling team within the league, that was really a key for us. Isolate certain players and then, you know, reward from effort there and try and win it from like the foul line early on. Thanks for your time tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks very much. As uh, Michelle Hocking speaking to Dale Waters there, and uh, the presentation still going out. Dean Kinsman is um, having a chat to the crowd and uh, also thanking all the players that have been part of uh, this team this year who are moving on. As uh, Michelle is going to move around the Dandenong Rangers and speak to a few of their stars. The AAS, well, there's a lot of emotion as we said. So, Michelle is ready now. Shelley Hammond's here with me. Congratulations, you guys are in the four. Yes, it's very exciting. You know, we came to Canberra this weekend with one thing on our mind and that was to make the four and to do that tonight instead of having to sleep on it and back up against Canberra tomorrow is really great for us. Well, it's probably the easy way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, and, and we've got, you know, some old bodies in our group so to be able to rest some of us tomorrow is, is great leading into next week. Good first quarter, you really came out and just showed your experience and smarts and just good ball movement, getting the ball inside and finding the open player and sending yourselves to the line. Yeah, look, we, we got them into early foul trouble and I think we really exploited that in the first quarter and, you know, got some of their key players into foul trouble which made them have to sit out and that's when we could break the game open. And how have you felt this season? Have you been feeling good with it? And, you know, I mean, there's sort of, you know, a, a new coach and that sort of thing. How's it been for you this season? Yeah, look, it, it's, it's been great. Um, great bunch of girls here. And for me personally, you know, coming back after two years out, it's been a bit of an adjustment, but I'm just so happy to be back playing again. And to make the finals is a bonus for all the hard work that we've put in through the year. Well, good luck for tomorrow and good luck for the finals. Thank you. As uh, Michelle, working around the... Um working around the standing on team as uh, well Dean Kinsman saying uh, that he has now thanked all the players but Larissa and Anderson think, uh, Larissa, all the congratulations into the four that must be really pleasing for you your first year in an assistant coach playing role absolutely it's very exciting and what's even more relieving is that we can go into that game tomorrow a little bit more relaxed so yeah it's fantastic to make finals and that's right. I mean, you can go in a little bit more relaxed, but there's potential there that you, you know, you'll back up against Canberra next week, depending on the result between Sydney and Townsville. So you really want to have a real 
red hot shot at it tomorrow, don't you? Yeah, I think um, tomorrow will be about trying a few different things. Um, we've got a couple of very sore bodies in here, so we're going to be able to rest them. Not showing them too much, but just really, and for them, I think, um, I think tomorrow is celebration for Tully. So, I mean, it'll be nice to just be a part of that game. We're expecting a pretty big crowd there. So, oh, I hope everyone's coming along. And, yeah, absolutely. For us and them, it's going to be, a, I think it might be a showdown for next week. So, it's all exciting stuff. Yeah, and you're right, tomorrow will be an emotional game for the Capitals and tonight for the AAS was an emotional game and, and that's the sort of thing, you never quite know how a team's going to come out. You know, they can either come out and be red hot or they can be quite flat. That's exactly what we said before the game and we needed to assume that it was going to be red hot because they've got an immense talented group. Nine of their 12, I think, um, have moved on. The girls that we've just heard get read out. So um, it is a huge testament to those girls and that was their send-off. So it was a very nerve-wracking game for us to come in there and we're just wrapped that we could get the job done. Well, congratulations and see you tomorrow. Thank you. As the AIS now just uh, embracing with each other as uh, Michelle will come over and speak to some of the nine, hopefully all of the nine, before we leave tonight. The AIS going down by 20 points. I'll also go around the grounds for you as I look firstly. The Bendigo Spirit into the last turn now, 59 to 50, and also the Fire, 9 to 7 against the Flames. We've got Nicole Hunt here with this pretty emotional game for you tonight, your last game, and I can see that you're emotional now. Long couple of years for you, but been good? Yeah, um, I came in a bit later than the girls, but they were all so welcoming. And um, last year was obviously tough when you don't win games, but this year just, it's been absolutely awesome. Um, unfortunately, I guess there's a few wins we could have had and we might have gone a bit further, but um, they're just a great bunch of girls. And even for the other girls that are staying, it's going to be hard for them to back up again next season with a different team and stuff. But um, I'm really proud of the girls and the coach have been awesome. And yeah, it's been a really good year. And just watching your game develop, I think it's been fantastic. So, you know, what's for you next? What do, you, do you know what you're doing yet? Or are you still like, let me get through this game and then I'll worry about that? Yeah, just, um, I guess, was focused on finishing this season and see how far we could go. And then I'll go home back to Warrnambool for a couple of weeks and just figure out what I'm doing then and, yeah, hopefully move on. And I'd love to be with a couple of the girls wherever they're playing, but um, I'm sure we'll all keep in touch and, yeah. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Thanks to uh, Nicole Hunt. Hi, Dean. Um, now. Tough night tonight, but a very emotional one for, for the group. Oh, certainly. I think uh, it probably reflected a little bit the, the way we played and we just couldn't get any momentum at all for the whole game. And, um, you know, I guess it, it is a difficult one. These girls have lived with each other for the last two and three years. So all of a sudden their life changes a fair bit from tomorrow um, and then they move off and go home. And, yeah, I think they probably had a little bit to do it. But Dan and I played really well together and, and they, they were desperate to make the finals and, Good luck to them. You know, they played well. They certainly had everything to play for, but um, early foul trouble for you guys and uh, sending them to the line a lot in that first quarter sort of stopped any sort of momentum that you could get going, really. Oh, look, Dale's been involved with the group for a fair while, so he knows that, you know, there's a couple of little chinks in a few of the girls' uh, parts of their games, and he exposed that very, very well early and, and got our bigs into foul trouble, you know, and uh, with Kayla and Tolo picking up early fouls, helps with, uh, makes it difficult with rotation. Um, that got them out of the blocks and when you're 21-6 down that's pretty much where the game was at and you know the rest of the 35 minutes it's, uh, it's a one point game so you know they, they, they did well they knew exactly what they had to do and they did it well as a senior team and you, said, you mentioned that for the girls it's a new chapter but for you too this is sort of your real first graduating class and can you tell us a little bit about how you found your first three years at the, at the Chiefs? Well, I could write a book about the whole thing. You know, the, the first year I was here, in the first two weeks, we lost uh, 
three players, three of our first six to injury for the season-ending injuries, um, of which none of them were in our, you know, our program as such. So that was tough to deal with. But this group here, having the opportunity to uh, recruit them in, um, is, is a special time. And to see where we've come from and, and zero and 21 and one and 20, and this year eight wins, uh, like we still, unfortunately, with extra teams in the league, we finished ninth, which you know doesn't look as good. But we, we know the girls have really improved and. And they've matured a lot, and uh, this year's been a great year for them. And there's a lot of ready-made players now to go into other teams, and that's what our job is to do, is to help the league grow and develop. And it is a sad time for us because we live with them. Like I was just saying to, me, uh, to uh, Kayla today, I've been overseas uh, seven times with her in the last ten months, and you see a lot and you share a lot in those times. So uh, you know, I'm sure they'll remember and look back on this as a, a really good part of their life. And it's true. I mean, it's not just their basketball development that you're part of. It's, it's seeing them grow and mature into adults in many ways. They come in, uh, you know, leaving home and dealing with all those factors as well as trying to do school and basketball commitments. So you play a pretty pivotal role in these formative years for them. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think anyone really... Well, there's very, very few people who would actually realise how much um, welfare goes into, the, into the, you know, helping their players grow. Uh, basketball is one thing, you know, they're out on the floor and we're teaching them learning and so forth, but on a day-to-day basis here, they're, they're so much a part of their life there. They come in at 16 years of age and that is a huge part of their life that they give up. But uh, they make, you know, friends, as you can see, they, they're, they're so tight-knit with each other. So what they've done is just extended their, their network of friends forever uh, and that's our motto is, you know, forever together. So that's what they're embellished with each other. So uh, good on them. Thanks for your time. No problem at all. And I'd say Michelle wants to get away from here for a little bit as uh, I think there might be some ice water getting poured over a coach here in a minute. So Kayla Francis and Mariana Tolo. So it'll be Mariana Tolo. Mariana, how does it feel to be playing your last game here at the shoot? Oh, it's um, definitely a sad moment. Like we've formed so many good bonds and such a great um, team atmosphere and it's going to be so sad to leave the girls. <laughs> I'm getting out of there, Craig. <laughs> oh, no, they've got rid of all the water now, so you're safe. Um, as uh, Mariana Tolo sits down, Dean Kinsman has been absolutely barbed in water from the girls who uh, were setting that one up for a while. Kayla Francis is with uh, Michelle and we'll hear... We've got Kayla Francis here with me. Kayla, your last game at the shoot tonight. How are you feeling? It's pretty emotional. Yeah, it's been a pretty emotional week, but we've tried to keep it all, you know, in-house. And, you know, today it got a bit worse, you know, knowing last day, last game. And, you know, I think we had to come into this game really strong, knowing that it was our last game, and it was a very emotional day. And I think we did a really good job. Unfortunately, down by 20, but, you know, it's been an awesome two years with these girls, and I love them too. Yeah. What's been the highlight for you coming to the Institute? You talked about, I mean, it's obvious that you guys are just so tight, but what would you say is the, the best thing for you about coming to the AIS? Um, meeting all these girls, like I've got friends for life with these girls, I've lived, lived with them, played basketball with them for two and a half years or whatever it is, and well, this would never you know, be erased from my memory. This is such an awesome time in my life, and I'll never forget about it, so I'm really proud like, that we're all here doing this now together, and we'll have a good night. And <laughs> I'll let you go join them. Thanks for your time. Well, Michelle, hopefully we'll get Katie Ray Esri, who came into the program and uh, as, uh, came into the program as certainly the youngest player at the time. And uh, Katie Ray is with Michelle now. Uh, Katie Ray here with me. Katie, how are you feeling right now? 
Uh, a bit of mix of feelings, I guess. Just pretty emotional. It's been a big part of our lives for the last two or three years, so it's going to be hard to leave. And what are you doing with yourself now? Are you going back home? What, what's your plans? Do you know yet? Um, yeah, still working out, I guess. I'm going back and playing um, ABA for Newcastle back home for a little while and then just see what happens with um, WNBO at the end of the year. And what's been the highlight for you for your t- with your time here at the AA? I think it was probably my first season when I came in at such a young age. Like I, I was still so new to the whole WNBL thing. I didn't even really know who Tally Bevilacqua was when I played on her and soon got to know her pretty quick. So, But I think it was just that first game I played LJ, Tully and all those girls and it was just the whole thing's been an experience. So, Good luck and thanks for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Michelle Hawking there. Did a fantastic job getting around. And, of course, that's uh, one thing a lot of people forget. Katie Ray Esri came in at, at, at when she was just just 15 years of age and uh, her first game was with Abby Bishop in the AAS side and uh, their first game was against LJ, uh, Tracy Beattie. Um, you Jenny had Whittle. Jenny Whittle. You had, uh, you know... Eleanor Sharp, you had a, a sensational team. I think uh, that was certainly the first championship year of the of the Caps uh, two years ago. What was it three years ago now? And she was just so young in that team to come in as a 15-year-old. And, th- and uh, you know, she immediately just showed that she was up to the level and up to the... Uh, the uh, decision to bring her into the program early. Well, that's right. And uh, I think, you know, it's, it's easy to sit back when some of these kids come in their first year and sort of look at them and go, oh, gosh, they're really not cutting it at, at National League level. But people forget that they're kids. They're 15, and I mean, Katie Ray was 15, but they're 16 and 17-year-old kids who are coming out and playing against women who have been playing the game for many, probably some of them for as long as those kids have been alive and they've got, you know, a lot of experience, international experience. So it does take time for them to develop and, and grow into the into the game. And, you know, and Dean touched on it. They're not just dealing with the basketball aspect of it. They're learning how to live away from home without their family and friends around them to support them and, and learning, you know, how to balance school with them. You know, they have an incredible workload when they're here at the AIS because most of them are not only doing the AIS program, in one way or another, they're involved in a national program, which is what the objective is, is to develop international basketballers. Well, it has been uh, a disappointing night for us AIS fans, but an enjoyable night too to see what we have seen, these girls coming up, coming of age in fact, and uh, now leaving the program. We know that uh, most of them are going to go on in the WNBL. They're not going overseas, which is, is fantastic for the WNBL to see them take that next leap forward in the National League. But, uh, Michelle, I will let you know we have a huge special coming up at midday tomorrow. Midday tomorrow, you will hear from all the Canberra Capitals this year. Their thoughts as the season has progressed. It's, uh, well, as you can imagine, uh, some of the interviews are quite long. And I think if you're a basketball fan, if you're a Canberra Transit Capitals fan, you are going to love these interviews. Culminating with Tully Bevilacqua, she starts and finishes this special talking about what she hopes from her last season and what she's got out of her last season ahead of our game in the Capitals radio network, which, of course, is the Capitals versus Dandenong. I should remind you that up north, 
It is the Fire 21 leading the Flames 17 in Melbourne with 2 minutes and 30 seconds remaining. The Spirit is up by one. Well, no, it changed as I looked at it. <laughs> it is the Boomers up by one, 70 to 69 as they come into the last minute and 50 seconds. So it's still an interesting time in the WNBL. The final game of the season is going to be a cracker. It'll be on Sport Radio. And, Michelle, I look forward to catching up with you then. Thanks, Craig. So until tomorrow, we will give you all the action from the Capitals and the Dandenong Rangers. I hope you join us for the special of the Canberra Capitals 2008. Until then, it was the Dandenong Rangers by 20 points here at the training hall.